0: Even better than I was the yeah. last time, baby. Oh, oh, oh. We we'll back, I'm good. I'm good. Even better than I was yeah, yeah. the last time, baby. Oh, 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 oh. We back, and 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 we back, Even better than ah. I was the last time, oh, oh, oh. We back, I'm good.
1: Hello, and welcome to One on One. My name is Steven Sloan, and I almost picked Andy Dalton to win the Super Bowl. And joining me live from the nation's capital, my very own brother Mick. How you doing, bro bro?
0: I am concerned about your mental state if you almost picked Andy Dalton to win the Super Bowl, even though he hasn't won a playoff game yet.
1: I know, man. It's 2016's been an awful year, what can I say? My brain's just not all there. <laughs> what with the election and everything else, I just, you know you start to lose it a little bit and you try to pick andy dalton to win up like a super bowl after never having won a playoff game
0: so we've kind of tipped our hand here but what are we talking about today
1: we are talking about why andy dalton's gonna win the super bowl
0: right is that that's what this is about we are switching gears here we're throwing out the one-on-one format for the day this is a one-on-one all nfl preview special episode that's right we have now been around long enough to have special episodes. We're loosely
1: calling it AFC versus NFC so that we don't completely ignore uh, our format, but we're pretty much, what we're going to do is we're going to go through and we're going to talk about who we think is going to make the playoffs and then who is going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, and we'll sort of use that as a jumping off point to talk about some other things, might get into some fantasy stuff. Um, so yeah, I guess we may as well just jump right in with the AFC. Yeah, let's You want to start us off, Barbara? bro?
0: Yeah, so I guess we're going north, south, east, west. Yeah, as God intended it. Okay, then let's start with the AFC North, the home of your favorite team. And yes. uh, in case yep. in case you don't know divisions off the top of your head, that is the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Cleveland Browns. So mm-hmm. let's start with you. I think you. I think we kind of already know since you just picked them to win the Super Bowl, but. Who who have you got in this division?
1: I've got the Bengals. I think they're the best team uh, in the division, certainly, and maybe maybe the best team in the AFC. But uh, I'm not sure. But I definitely have them coming out of the the north.
0: What about you? I've thought about this a lot. I'm going with Pittsburgh, and here's why. Okay. Okay. So my I have a few concerns about Cincinnati. First and foremost is andy dalton uh (laughs) andy dalton for the first four years of his career had a passer rating of 85 and then last year that jumped to 106 that is basically unprecedented in recent history for uh, to have a mediocre quarterback jump that high after such a long pattern of being mediocre and it makes it kind of hard for me to believe that he is going to be that he's going to be that guy again. Do you, do you have any concerns about that?
1: Yeah, I guess my feeling is that while well, I agree with you. I think he's a he's definitely a candidate to regress. I think i'm more willing to bet that andy dalton is the guy he's been in the previous four years of his career than i am to bet that he's all of a sudden become this amazing quarterback but what i will say is that andy dalton has been pretty aggressively average i mean he he went 3400 yards roughly in 2014 um with 17 picks and yet they still went 10 and five that year so i think the team uh and obviously their team is different but i think this is top to bottom the most talented team maybe in football and so i think they have enough talent to get by andy dalton maybe being kind of average and so that's why i still think even though i have major concerns about the guy under center i still think that they are the best team in this division because honestly i look at pittsburgh and they have a lot of holes uh specifically on the defensive side i mean like who's playing cornerback for that team uh and like their linebackers are consistent or inju- are inconsistent or injured, and I just don't I don't feel comfortable picking anybody else out of this division except for Cincinnati. Basically, is why I'm picking them.
0: I yeah I I kind of went back and forth on this, and honestly I still have no idea. I think that if both Roethlisberger and uh, Levy and Bell stayed healthy all year, I think they'd run away with it just because I think that offense would be so good. My I just I. Picking Dalton and picking Cincinnati just makes me so nervous, given that, A, yeah, I think Dalton's going to be closer to the league average guy he was, and, B, I'm concerned about how many of his receivers are gone. So mm-hmm. his top uh, his top four receivers last year, not counting running backs, were A.J. Green, Muhammad Sanu, Marvin Jones, and Tyler Eifert three Mm. of those four guys everybody but green will not be starting on season or on the season opener and uh that's because jones and sanu are gone and eifert is going to miss for the first four to six games with an ankle injury and ankle injuries are tricky because sometimes sometimes you come back fine from them and sometimes you don't sometimes it's a longer recovery than people anticipate and if he's not healthy and if he's not stretching defenses up the middle, I don't know what other options Andy Dalton will have.
1: Well, I'll, I'll actually tell you, and this will actually feature a little bit later. I think you look at a guy like Gio Bernard, who has been a really like fun piece, an interesting change of pace. Um, but I actually think that he can step up and take a lot more of that offense. He's a really dynamic pass catcher. Um, he can really give them that sort of Lateral element out of the backfield, um, and I think he can really make some plays and kind of fill that role, even as like that sort of Muhammad Sanu replacement, you know, short yardage, quick routes, um, except obviously this time out of the backfield rather than lining up in the slot. So I think, while I agree with you, I think their lack of weapons is a little concerning. Again, I think their their offensive line is solid enough. Uh, Jeremy Hill, I think, is going to come back from the rough year he had last year. And so their running game and their game out of the backfield, I think, is going to be much improved. And so it'll sort of offset what they're losing in the receiving core.
0: They have a new offensive coordinator too, for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Uh, who is that? His name's Ken Zampese, who was actually for whatever. Well, for whatever it's worth, he was quarterbacks coach for them last year. So he coached Andy through his completely inexplicable career year. Yeah, you
1: know who there's who's their new quarterbacks coach?
0: Is is it me? Did I get Did no. I get the call?
1: No, it's Major Lazer, former failed offensive coordinator Bill Lazer.
0: Oh man! So <laughs> the guy who was supposed to make Ryan Tannehill a star.
1: Yeah, it's it's gonna get interesting.
0: Oh man! Yeah. By the way, like I feel like the Dolphins are watching what happened to Dalton last year, and they look at Tannehill and they're just like, "We still have hope." Um, <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. I. I think i think you've i i can't i can't really rip you for this i think I, can, I almost kind of feel like i'm like the i'm like the trump campaign where i'm attacking my <laughs> opponent rather than making a case for my <laughs> for my own merits uh-huh. i i just i think the steelers have the best quarterback i worry that he can't stay healthy i think that they have the best player in the division which is antonio brown and i think they have the best running back if he can stay healthy it just depends but i i'm willing to i'm willing to give in on this and say i think that cincinnati has just as good a chance of winning at this division as pittsburgh does i think it really all comes down to how comfortable you feel betting on pittsburgh's health mm-hmm. versus how comfortable you feel betting on cincinnati's <laughs> offense
1: <laughs> on andy dalton basically yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: But of course, we're bearing the lead about the real heart of the story of the AFC North. And that, of course, is our dear friend, formerly of Washington, Bob Griffin, who, uh, for those of you who know me, will know that as he's gotten worse, I've progressively given him a less cool nickname. So uh, he started as RG3, then he became Robert Griffin, and now he's been demoted to Bob Griffin. And, And I've been hearing talk around the league that he really wants to earn that, at least Robert Griffin back i don't know i think the browns are going to be a little feisty he's they're not going to be good but um i think griffin still has still has some high quality nfl football left in him and i think he's gonna lead them to be a little bit more dangerous
0: than people think he's he's definitely i think that like for each uh i mean i i love i love watching football and i can find i mean i wish it wasn't so violent but I, yeah. I, I love, yeah. like, the strategy. I love the players. I love the personalities of the... But uh, there there's, like, someone on almost every team, I think, that I genuinely enjoy watching and that I like to keep an eye on. And so if each division kind of has, like, a non-playoff team with a player I'm really curious about, I think it's Griffin. Just because mm-hmm. I, I just... Mm-hmm. I loved watching the guy play when he was at his best, and I think that while he wasn't he didn't have the best performance obviously after that rookie year i think he kind of got railroaded out of town and i i would love to see him bounce back
1: yeah that's kind of the thing that i'm hoping for most i was gonna say that i'm excited for baltimore to have a bounce back season but then i saw that trent richardson is out with a knee injury he's having knee surgery mick the dream (laughs) is dead oh no (laughs) what are we gonna do without trent richardson (laughs) <laughs> although oh, incidentally no. baltimore did just cut um justin Forsett, so i don't exactly know who's going to be running the ball for them
0: they cut justin Forsett.
1: yeah i'm going to go ahead and say um i'm going to give you a crazy prediction this yeah. is a prediction that i'm you will never be able to hold me to but if i'm right i will never let you forget yeah i think baltimore could be the fourth team
0: in this division i think i think baltimore could get a top five pick this year that, that that's a smart team with a smart mm-hmm. coach with a smart coach and like a smart gm and yeah. i think they're just going to punt on this season. Yeah. Like Flacco Flacco is probably going to need a full year to recover from his injury even though he's kind of indestructible so maybe he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they need to restock on talent and i just think that i think they're just going to punt this season away. I yeah. think that if I, they i think if they lose a few games early it's just going to be over.
1: Yeah, i think it's a smart move. I think they should yeah. just like you said, they're a smart enough organization that they they need to know a lost season when they see one and I just don't think the talent is lined up. Um I think they could use another draft where they can get some some better players, especially on the defensive side. Um and yeah. so yeah, but I, I think there's a universe where the Browns finish ahead of Baltimore. Now granted it's the Browns finish six and ten and Baltimore finishes like five and eleven. But I think that that's in play I, th- I think for the first time in as long as I can remember.
0: I think there's I can see a scenario where the Browns are like seven or six and ten, seven and nine range. Like, yeah, I, it involves a lot of things going right, including <laughs> yeah, Robert yeah. Griffin being at least closer to what he was as a rookie than what he was the next few years. And also it involved Josh Gordon being good again, which I mean, it's possible it would be an awesome story.
1: We can dream. Yeah, but he's great in Madden
0: i think um i guess a- as we go through each division i think yeah i i think i'm gonna give this one to you and to the Bengals, because i think you deserve it for making a better case for them <laughs> than i made for pittsburgh <laughs> okay so that's that's gonna be one-on-one podcast approved all right and I like it if andy dalton comes back to haunt us okay i feel like this is an elaborate ploy to make me look like an
1: idiot like <laughs> like 20 weeks from now we're going to be looking at the playoffs and all of the one-on-one picks are going to be wrong and you're gonna be like well steven was the one who made those picks
0: i feel like i feel like they're gonna tie at nine and seven and it's gonna come down to a tiebreaker
1: yeah maybe
0: um so let's move on to the afc south which indeed the best division in football (laughs) that is the indianapolis colts the houston texans yeah the jacksonville jaguars and the tennessee titans <laughs> this is one of two divisions where i think that where i think that no one can win the super bowl if if any of these teams win the super bowl i would be stunned
1: hey i don't i don't think blake bortles likes you talking about him that
0: way all right who who's your pick for this one
1: <sighs> you know what man forget it i'm going with the texans i think brock osweiler is a legitimately okay quarterback I think he's throwing to one of the very best weapons in the NFL, whose name is currently escaping me, though. but uh, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. And so he's throwing to a great player. He's got Lamar Miller coming out of the backfield. Lamar Miller, a criminally underrated running back. And then you look at, I mean, any team that has J.J. Watt on it, I- I'm penciling you in to win a division if you're playing in a division this terrible. So I, I think Houston wins, and I don't know that it's especially close. I agree with you. I'm going clear. The I, Texans I, are going to win I, the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> we we are in we are in agreement on this. All right. I I I don't really I can't really see any situation where a different team wins wins yeah. this division. And I don't even think Houston is that good. I think that they're the best out of I think that they're the best out of everybody. So here here's a couple of things that I want to point out. A I think people wrote off Brock Osweiler a little early. I think he was in an unfortunate situation where Houston or where Denver had to make a decision about him, about basically whether to let him walk or whether to give him a lot of money. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's why they cut him. And I think that the fact that they cut him has kind of led to people underappreciating him a bit. The fact is that like he was a pretty he was a pretty decent quarterback last year even though he only those were his first like seven starts of his Mm -hmm. entire career and so like if he had had those same seven games at like the start of his rookie season for example i think that people would be looking at him and just being like oh hey this guy brock osweiler like he's got some promise you know he he didn't get Mm -hmm. an exceptional Mm -hmm. amount of practice time because peyton manning doesn't let his backups get reps He didn't have command of the team because Manning was kind of just lingering. He didn't really win the job so much as Manning got injured, even though I kind of think that they actually were benching Manning and they made up an injury to cover for him. And it's just (laughs) so that that's one piece. I don't think he's going to be awesome, but could he have, uh, you know, could he get 3,800 yards and 25 touchdowns and like 12 picks? Yeah, I think he could do that with the receivers he have, has and with the running back he has.
1: I'd also like to take a second to point out that Brock Osweiler is going to be throwing the ball to no less than three players who were drafted in the first two rounds, and one of whom, the, the guy who was drafted in the second round, Jalen Strong, was thought of as a late first round pick. So there is a an enormous amount of receiving talent on this team.
0: Yeah, because who, who's their rookie? Their rookie receiver, uh, Will Fuller Will from Fuller, uh, Notre yeah. Dame, I think. This is this is a talented offense. I think if I th- every, yeah. I think that they're a decent offensive coaching staff. I mean, they got ten wins out of Brian Hoyer last year, and yeah, like I think. Remember, this team was this team was a mess in the first half of the season, and they really mm-hmm. came on. They were coming together a lot better. I think they're going to start a little slow, but I think by mid-season, when Watt is healthy and Osweiler is mm-hmm. a little more comfortable. Like I think this team can make a nice run. I don't think they're going to win 12 games, but could they win 10 or 11? Yeah, I think they could win 11. And
1: I think that's good for like what? 5 games up in this division, this garbage
0: horrible division. So it's we need to have we need to have an honest conversation about Andrew Luck. I think it's time. I think that we need to call quarterback protective services because and- <laughs> Andrew needs a good home. And it's vaguely reminiscent of what the Cavaliers did to LeBron in mm-hmm. his early seasons, where they didn't give him a good coaching staff and they didn't surround him with anyone good to play with.
1: And they talked about how they were going to build around him and proceeded to use his talent as an
0: excuse to do literally nothing. Indy, I think Indy is one of the most messed up teams in the entire league. Like, they, oh, like their offensive line, I think that they've, I think that they've had something like twenty different offensive linemen and Lux starting offensive linemen and Lux first four seasons their only good receiver is ty hilton like their only receiver who's had a thousand yard season in ty hilton they haven't had a thousand yard rusher since 2008 they haven't had a rusher who ran for 100 yards in a single game since 2012 that is a true stat their their defense doesn't have a single like t- a single above average player other than Vonte davis like yeah, like, this team I'm, is awful. I'm looking at sport. <laughs> I'm looking at Sports Illustrated right now, and they picked them to win that division. And like, yeah. why, why should I believe in them over the Texans? Their, I know their exactly. GM and their coach both almost got fired last season, and they inexplicably decided <laughs> right. to keep both of them.
1: Exactly, and then for no reason whatsoever, <laughs> they were both both brought back.
0: Yeah, like like this and is this team is this team is a like is a shit show. I, I, yeah. I don't I don't understand it at all. I don't know I, yeah, I don't mean, like this anything team, they did.
1: If you switch if you switch I don't know, let's say Blake Bortles goes to Indianapolis and Luck goes to Jacksonville, I think immediately Jacksonville is three wins better than Indianapolis. I think that's how bad this this Colts team is. If wait, if um, what happened? I think if you move luck, if you do literally nothing else, you send Luck to Jacksonville and you put Bortles in Indianapolis. I think immediately you get like a, a seven or eight win shift.
0: Oh, I, I think totally. Like I like I think Indy would go. I think Indy would go three and thirteen without Andrew Locke. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like
1: I don't understand why anybody thinks that the Indianapolis is going to do
0: anything. Yeah. And uh, if we can talk, if we can talk about Jacksonville for a second, actually, mm-hmm. um, there there's a universe. There's a universe where Blake Bortles figures it out and it is uh, not this one <laughs> figures it out and just ha- uh-huh. has a breakout year uh-huh. i don't think it's gonna be this year and i, I don't, don't i don't, I don't think, know if it's ever gonna happen for him
1: i don't think this is that it's ever gonna happen for blake bortles i've like, I've
0: never i've never seen like i read i read something that bortles had the second most passing touchdowns last season after brady mm-hmm. And I almost fell out of my chair. Like I, I watch I <laughs> yeah. watch football every single week. I have never seen a a play Blake Bortles has made where I thought that it was that it was a great play. It's just never happened.
1: Yeah. What what I will say though is that Bortles does have sort of he has the the sort of profile that I think you really should look for when you're trying to project a a starting caliber, like good NFL quarterback. You know, coming out of college, like, usually, ironically, you do much better with a quarterback who played really, really well at a smaller school than you would against, like, an okay quarterback from a great, like, team, like, an Alabama, for example. And Bortles does, like, in terms of – the weird thing about Bortles is that everything about him suggests that he should be a successful quarterback except for himself, if that makes sense. I just watch him play, and I I watch him, like, just exist – and all I can think about is this dude looks like the football player that Will Ferrell would have played five years ago in the uh, semi-pro football remake. Well, like, for starters, I,
0: I refuse to believe that that dude is twenty-four years old. Yeah, there's exactly. no possible way. I think he. I think he stole someone's identity, like Don Draper.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so like I feel I feel weird because. Everything is telling me that this dude should be, like, I should believe that this guy is going to be a good quarterback. Including
0: the fact that, like, he's got some dynamite receivers.
1: Yeah, he's got great receivers. He's got a great arm. I feel like we talk about this a lot. Sometimes you just watch a guy and you know, like, this guy's going to be really good or this guy's not going to be good. And yeah. and there's just something about Bortles where I watch him and I'm like, there's he's never going to put it together. Yeah. So Jacksonville, and I feel like their ceiling is capped because, well, partly because they're just... I don't exactly know what that defense is going to look like, but it's probably not going to look great. And then because I just think Bortles is, you know, keeping them back.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally agree with that. I would love to see I would love to see that entire offense with like someone like Joe Flacco, who's really good at like yeah. slinging it downfield. Like I think that would be awesome, but Bortles is just like he he doesn't throw he doesn't throw deep particularly well he's not very accurate i he mm-hmm. doesn't seem like he's like a master at reading defenses i just mm-hmm. it's it's still early i mean this is the time to remember that he's only started two seasons but i've never felt confident in him so so yeah so like, can
1: we can we have another very sad very honest conversation
0: yes i'm ready
1: I want. I want to pour one out for Marcus Mariota's career.
0: Yeah, well, well, that's like we. I don't think we even need to say anything about the Titans other than the yeah. fact that their co. Their, it's over. Their coaching staff has decided to build an offense around things that Marcus Mariota doesn't do well, which is play from under center and do seven and five step drops every play.
1: And also, like Marcus Mariota, like I'm sorry, I watched him play this year. That dude is Kellen Moore. That dude was a great college quarterback who just doesn't have the skill set to project to the pros. And ten years ago, Marcus Mariota would have been like, Oh yeah, I love watching that guy play in college, but
0: I knew he wasn't gonna be a great pro. You know what you know what concerns me about Marcus Mariota? I mm-hmm. think he's too nice
1: that you can't pronounce his name correctly
0: i i think it no i i think i think he's too nice like yeah
1: i think he's too low-key i need i think you I have, to have to have an alpha male yeah. kind of personality to be a quarterback
0: i need to i need my quarterback to look like a couple times in like a close game to look like he's about to rip someone's head off
1: yeah and and that's just not marcus Mariota's game and the best so the I best wanna,
0: example the best example of that is my man tom brady who yeah, like yeah. wears fancy like sweaters and UGG boots and like is bashed for his for his like fancy posh lifestyle. But and like when, when starts, that's dude... like every game by like headbutting three hundred and
1: forty pound dudes. Yeah,
0: like that every time that guy throws <laughs> yeah. an air reception, he's like screaming on the sidelines at himself. Yeah. So we have another consensus pick. It's Houston. The player to watch I think is Andrew Luck, because I think if he has another bad season this year, people are gonna really panic
1: nah, man this is gonna sound crazy i'm in on brock <laughs> let's do this brock osweiler i I'm the in, player
0: to watch i'm in on brock too i really am I, I like think, no i really think
1: that he showed me enough last season that i think this dude could be a top 15 quarterback and with with upside to go higher. Like I, I think I think Houston's gonna be really interesting this year. I think
0: if everything breaks right, I think I think that they could be really good. Yeah. They have an outside chance to be the most fun team in football. They by January. I can't believe I'm saying this. I think they have an outside chance to get the top seed in the conference. Like I was I was looking at it and like and this could all hit me like a freight train when I mean if, if they get blown out in week one, but like i when when you factor in the fact that brady's missing four games
1: yeah that's true yeah so technically they could do it but i I would be very 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 surprised it's i still though i think they can get 10 wins 11 wins
0: it's it's an out it's an outside chance like if i was doing Mm -hmm. a power rankings of afc teams that i think could get the top seed i think they'd be in the top five or six
1: yeah and of, of course in a what what 16 team thing that's the top third it's not terrible yeah. but you're not writing home yeah about it.
0: i mean i i certain i trust them more than i trust them more than anyone in this division and oh that's, i mean yeah, yeah and i and i trust them more than a lot of others. but we teams. should
1: we should talk as little more about this terrible division as we can
0: yeah let's let's move on to another terrible but somehow okay i think the east coast bias is real uh-huh. Because when I look at the AFC South, I see a horrible like collection of mediocre teams who aren't interesting. Uh-huh. And then when I look at the AFC East, which is our next division, I see you see a horrible
1: collection of mediocre teams who aren't interesting and the New England Patriots. <laughs> I
0: look at them and I'm just like, oh, the Dolphins. Like, oh, the Jets. What's up with the Jets? Yeah, so it's like...
1: What I will say, though, um, I think part of what this is is that the AFC East is really, really good at winning the season from a visibility perspective. Yeah. Like, the Jets are in New York, so they get a head start. But, like, Miami always seems to be that team that goes out and signs too many high-profile they, guys. They
0: spend money. They, yeah. They spend more money than they have. They're, yeah. every Everyone has that friend... Particularly like people like us because we're because we're young and uh-huh. like have and like relatively not affluent people in our early twenties, <laughs> and uh, like everyone has that friend who like spends a lot of money, and you're just like, how do they keep doing that? <laughs> like, and that's are you that's, saying that that's the Miami Dolphins? That's Miami. They seem to have a bottomless pit of money.
1: they they are a bottomless yeah and and it's never
0: they've had one (laughs) they throw it from one bottomless pit to the next they have never they have not been good in my entire like like, football watching life yeah they they went 11 and 5 in 2008 and they won that division because brady tore his acl and that is the best season of their of my lifetime watching football with them but yeah, let's talk about this division. So we have yeah. the New England. Patriots. Full disclosure: You're a
1: shameless homer about the New England Patriots.
0: Yes, I. Yeah. They're your boys. I'm sh- I'm sh- more shameless about this than I am about anything in my life. I have like I I can be easily embarrassed about my tastes sometimes, but I don't care who knows it. I love the Patriots, <laughs> and I don't care. But this is the Patriots, the Buffalo Bills, the New York mm-hmm. Jets, and the Miami Dolphins. Uh. So, you know who I'm picking. Who are you picking?
1: Uh, I think the Bills are going to win.
0: No, obviously it's the Patriots.
1: I, I don't I don't understand how you can look at this division and think anybody else could win. You don't even necessarily have to look at the rosters at this point. You just sort of know. But I do think New England is putting together one of the more talented teams they've had in a while. Certainly defensively. They're, they're bringing together a lot of really interesting pieces. They're getting back Jamie Collins, who maybe the scariest man on earth no offense to jj watt <laughs> they're bringing in barquevious mingo who i think never really panned out in cleveland but i i still think is a really interesting guy
0: yeah and and actually i this is a good blanket point to make i always love it i always love it when good teams sign failed first rounders from other from bad teams like barquevious mingo failed in cleveland I don't really care about that because Cleveland is a cesspool where football talent gets wasted all the time. Yeah. And if anyone can make Barkevius Mingo good, it's New England. They're going to be I I could see their offense being really interesting. Like I think they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets, and I think part of the part of that is that they'll be equally dangerous passing and running
1: that's the scary thing you yeah. can't say that about a lot of teams that you go to a, a highly conservative setup and yet you're still as terrifying yeah. in the air as you are on
0: the ground so I, I think we're gonna see at least once or twice a half mm-hmm. i think we're gonna see like 15 like 12 to 15 play drives where brady just runs no huddle over and over and he keeps yeah. switching between runs and passes and he's splitting guys out wide like i can't mm-hmm given how versatile that offense is from a personnel perspective and given that yeah. they have the quarterback in the league who now that Manning's retired is undisputably or is indisputably the best guy to manipulate defenses from situation to situation mm-hmm. i just i don't i don't know how you can stop this offense if they when they are clicking
1: yeah and i guess the the real thing is when they're clicking is a key thing because you're missing brady for the first four weeks of the season i think Dion lewis may have like literally just like broken his collarbone upon hearing me talk about him um oh, which is a shame because i think Dion lewis is one of the most exciting players he's, in football.
0: he's one of my favorite he's one of my favorites and i was so glad when the patriots got him and it's just sad
1: and obviously, Rob Gronkowski uh, is due to get injured by um, jumping off a yacht too hard. I mean, practicing really hard. I I think there's a there's a universe where New England sustains the wrong injuries. Although again, like last year, that happened. I think you said what they had three starters
0: who went wire to wire last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They their their entire their entire team got injured. Listen, like yeah, this is gonna sound like homerism, but if you think about it objectively it's true if new england i think if new england had two or three of their additional starters survive the season i think that they would have won the super bowl last Mm -hmm. year that team started out 10 and 0 and before edelman before edelman got injured they were just ripping people apart i can't i can't believe that this denver i think denver winning the super bowl and brady getting suspended made people forget that like I, I yeah. don't care I don't care if they go one and three or 0 oh and four. Like I think Brady could go ten and two or eleven and one in his twelve games.
1: Yeah. Also, mind you, they're not gonna do that. <laughs> they're not gonna go one and three. They're gonna go I think two and two is the floor for this team. Yeah, well given they... the schedule and given the rest of the quality on the team. I think if, if AJ McCarran can look like a relatively competent player in the in the regular season, Jimmy Garoppolo can. Yeah, so, it's like it's like,
0: yeah. hey Jimmy, you have two you have two six foot six behemoths on your team who are really good at catching the ball. Just throw it in their general direction twenty five times a game. Like, yeah, that's that's all he needs to do. So yeah, Rob Gronkowski,
1: I just like to say like, as scary as like somebody like J.J. Watt is, I literally am pretty sure that every time I see him catch the ball, I'm worried he's gonna pop it. Like that dude looks literally like he's too big to be a real human being, so just throw him the ball <laughs> and just see what happens.
0: So, I have I have a bit of a hot take about this uh-huh. division. <laughs> yes. I kind I kind of like Miami. Okay, I I can't I can't believe I'm saying it. I okay. kind I kind of like them. Like I'm interested to see how you back this up. <laughs> I really I really like their coach. I really like Adam Gase. I think he's a really I think he's really smart. Oh yeah. I, I, think, he's, about I Adam think he's I think he's really good at designing offenses around his around his quarterback's strengths and weaknesses. He got he got <laughs> yeah. 55 touchdowns out of Peyton Manning when he couldn't throw 25 yards downfield. He made Jay Cutler run a competent offense last year. Like I I, th- I think that if ryan Tannehill is ever gonna put it together i think he's the guy to get it for him i love jarvis landry i'm intrigued by De- Ma- Devonte parker and kenny stills they have jonas gray <laughs> yeah i just i i i wonder like i think that they i think that they could be better than people expect and given Quick question yeah
1: um who's running the ball for that team may i ask
0: jay ajayi oh,
1: great uh, hold on, I'm sorry. I just almost fell out of my chair uh, based on how excited I was
0: about Jay Ajayi. Well, that's why. Well, that's why I was. That's why I was so bummed out that they got rid of Miller. Yeah. Or that they let Miller go. I know it was a lot of money, but I loved the thought of him playing in Gaze's offense. I I don't I don't think I don't think they're going to be that good, but mm-hmm. like if this division is terrible, and I think it could be. I could see them scraping into third or even second place with like seven wins. Yeah. 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 That's, that's possible.
1: I don't, I guess I don't necessarily constitute that as liking a team.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I like, that's like,
1: like they might survive a terrible division.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, but, and the other thing is I, I feel okay about the jets. I'm worried about their quarterback because Ryan Fitzpatrick basically got dragged back there kicking and screaming. (laughs) And so I I feel like that offense is not going to be as good as it was last year, but I, I love, I love their coach too. Like, like Todd Bowles, this division has Todd Bowles and Adam gaze. And those were probably the best offensive coach and the best defense or the best offensive coordinator and the best defensive coordinator two years ago.
1: Yeah. And similarly, if you mashed these two teams together, you might get a halfway competent roster, but not separately <laughs> yeah and so isn't Muhammad wilkerson uh suspended too that's why i, I that's why i can't remember i'm gonna look that up i believe quick. he is i mean sure they're both fine both of these teams are fine like i i would be surprised if they did worse than six and ten uh i would be equally surprised if they did better than in, i don't know nine and seven they're gonna be fine I I don't really like think about either team.
0: <laughs> no, no, I I don't think either of them is going to be like a playoff a playoff team. Yeah.
1: Um, Here's a question for you: How long does Rex Ryan have to be a, a head coach in Buffalo?
0: I think if they don't make I think if they don't make the playoffs this year, I think he's gone.
1: Wow you're you're giving him a you're giving him a long rope.
0: Oh, I mean, I I could also see him. I think if they start oh and five or like one and. Or yeah, I think he gets fired too. I
1: think Buffalo is the most interesting team in this league because I think or in this division rather, um because you look at Miami, you look at New York, you know what they're going to be. You look at New England, obviously, you know what they're going to be. But I look at Buffalo and I'm really not sure what's going to happen with this team. I think there's a universe where this team
0: goes 10 and 6. I think there's a universe where this team goes 4 and 12. Uh what what universe does what universe does this team go 10 and 6? I would love I would love to hear what that looks like.
1: I I think there's a universe where um, Tyrod Taylor doesn't regress. Sammy Watkins in a full season becomes one of the, I don't know, eight best receivers in the NFL. And most importantly, I mean, there's the universe where a Rex Ryan coach defense actually plays like a Rex Ryan coach defense. You know, part of me, part of me thinks that I'm more willing to bet on like sort of going back to what we were saying about Andy Dalton. Like you look at, um, you look at um, Rex Ryan's track record, and to me, this feels more like it's probably an aberration than this is just how the defense is going to play. Um, so I think that if the the offense doesn't uh, regress too much and the defense gets better, I mean, this is a really talented team. I think Stephon Gilmore is a pretty good cornerback. I think they have some interesting pieces. You know, LaShawn McCoy is, was the best running back in football three
0: years ago. Yeah, th- three three years ago. Yeah, I know, I know, but like I still you know think you that know they... who was the best you know who was the best quarterback in the league three years ago. Uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning.
1: Yeah, yeah, but also like remember, Lashawn McCoy is twenty eight. He's not. Granted, that's probably like thirty two or thirty three in running back years, but like Peyton Manning was old three years ago. You know who was two of the other best quarterbacks in football three years ago? Who? Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. You know who's two of the best quarterbacks in twenty sixteen? Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers.
0: Are maybe the two best. Yeah, like but we're we're getting ahead of ourselves So yeah,
1: I I think they could be interesting. I also think everything could
0: go wrong. Here's one thing that's a gigantic neon sign warning uh-huh. sign for me about this team. <laughs> only three quarterbacks last year had lower, only three quarterbacks last year had lower interception rates than Tyrod Taylor did. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Alex Smith. Two of those guys are the best the position has to offer, and the third is a guy who plays in an offense that's completely predicated upon not throwing interceptions. He doesn't throw downfield, he doesn't do anything. I find it impossible to believe Tyrod Taylor is going to do that a second year in a row just because there's very little there's very little evidence suggesting that there's very little evidence suggesting that a quarterback can sustain that over multiple years. You know who he kind of reminds me of and who's the worst case scenario for Buffalo fans Nick Foles. Uh, That guy threw 27 uh, touchdowns against two interceptions his first full season as a starter, in part because he had relatively easy throws and teams had no footage on him, so they couldn't pick up his tells. Defenses have an entire season of... The same thing happened with Josh McCown in Chicago a few years ago. Hmm. There is a very long track record of average quarterbacks posting really good interception rates and then immediately dropping off the table the next year. And if that happens with this team, they are screwed. Yeah, they are they're completely in a lot of trouble. screwed. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, that's funny because I have another um, Nick Folesiest quarterback in the NFL, but we will get to him later. One thing, one thing that I do love about this team that I just saw, they have undrafted free agent Glenn Gronkowski.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, so yeah. they have a
1: Gronk brother. So that that alone could get them a couple wins. I don't know though. Maybe what if he's the mole? <laughs> it could go both ways he could be the new england patriots mole he could be he could be feeding them all the information that rob gronkowski presumably drunkenly gives to him every weekend so yeah other than that i mean i'm i'm fine Move it on from these guys i don't i don't really want to get mired in the wonderful afc east <laughs> shall we go to probably the most interesting division
0: in the afc uh, yeah actually this isn't the west I think the most interesting one's the North, just because for the past ten years it's been a like tag team fist fight between mm-hmm. Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, but this is a division where I wouldn't be surprised if any team won it. This is the exactly. only division in the league where I think any team can win it.
1: And unlike the AFC South, where I think with some caveats, that's also the case. Um, I'm actually interested in seeing who wins this division. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> like, am too. If, if the AFC South, if Houston isn't winning that, I'm not interested. In the AFC West, I think, A, any of these teams could win, and B, I would love to see any of these teams win it. Each one of them has a really interesting story behind leading the division. So I guess let's start by asking ourselves who we want to predict is going to win this division. Whew. This is the hardest one. I'm not going to lie. This is the one I've struggled with the most. Maybe in the entire NFL.
0: I think Kansas City, but I don't feel great about it. <laughs> Otherwise known as literally Kansas City's entire existence under Andy Reid. I've never I've never <laughs> felt I've never felt good about Kansas City any <laughs> And yet every year they win ten games, eleven games. <laughs> but like that's literally it. Like
1: every playoff game they've played, I'm always like, Kansas City, but I really don't feel good about it.
0: I listen, I, I wanted more than anything to pick Denver, except I've watched I watch football religiously. I I didn't know who Trevor Simeon was until a month ago. I literally thought he was made up. I had no idea who he I had no yeah. idea who he was. Now so just just for full disclosure, the division we're talking about, this is the San Diego Chargers, the Oakland Raiders, the Denver Broncos, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, I take um, this
1: back. There is one team in this division that cannot win it. Who? The Chargers. The Chargers like, are awful, okay? I, the Chargers I, I are awful. Name me one good person on their defense.
0: Um, name me one good person. I, I like I like Brandon Flowers. Okay. Um, may, if it were be, 2014, I, I might agree with you. <laughs> I, I, may be, I may be biased towards them. Because they share a name with your favorite bands, um, lead yeah. singer. <laughs> I, like, I like Jason Verrett.
1: Okay, I'll give you Jason Verrett, and Maybe I, I like, tentatively,
0: I like Corey Lujit. Uh, their their defensive end. I look. I am I'm, I'm trying here. Okay, I th- I think I think Jason Verrett's really good. Yeah, okay. I think I think they have two good cornerbacks, and um, I think if they once can again, get...
1: if you built a time machine and got 2013 Brandon Flowers,
0: I think I think if like I think that if Joey Bosa was the quarterback the core or the defensive end that people thought he could be they would be much better off but by the way he's not
1: players who hold out in camp uh, granted it sounds like san diego is um has a lot to do with it but players who hold out in camp generally project so well to (laughs) success in the league
0: yeah well that's the thing i'm surprised (laughs) it's not a bigger concern and i I think Uh that people were a little bit i think that people were soft on bosa on that front like I saw something that was saying that um, I saw something that was saying that they were threatening to. They made him an offer, and they were threatening to take money away from that like last ditch offer, as the season went on because he would lose, he would play fewer games, and I read a very like sensitive article that called that bullying what is what is happening to, to sports like like are, are you is it it's is it unreasonable to take money away from someone when they're not playing
1: what's weird what's weird for me about this um and and granted i mean you could i guess you could argue that there's a it suggests a wider tension between people and sort of the idea of a draft but because like I mean, yeah, is it a little unfair that Joey Bosa got drafted by a team that he apparently didn't want to play for? Like, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. But like that's how drafts work. <laughs> like, okay, okay. The here's, whole point like
0: here's yeah. here's a here's a fun stat about the Chargers. They lost twelve games last year. Uh huh. How many do you think they lost by a single possession? Uh
1: eight ten. points or less. Ten.
0: Nine. Okay. This, i still this uh, was this is not a four and 12 team
1: they're not four and 12 but i don't think they're eight and eight either
0: Ste- step two they hired back they hired back ken wisenhunt Ooh. who while not a great offensive coordinator or while not a great head coach the last his one season in san diego he and philip rivers were magic together
1: yeah but their head coach is still mike mccoy <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I have concerns. Mike about... McCoy,
1: otherwise known as the new Mike Smith.
0: Listen, you're you're not you're preaching to the I just, choir. I'm sorry, you're I preaching this to the team. choir about Mike McCoy. Like I I've decided I didn't like Mike McCoy after <laughs> I saw one of his press conferences, his first season, and I was like, I don't like this guy. I find it hard to believe that he would be a compelling leader. No, yeah,
1: I'm sorry. I'm looking at this
0: roster and I hate this team.
1: I just hate this team. I don't think I've looked at a roster thus far and hated a team more than I hate this team. <laughs>
0: that's that's fine that's fine
1: like uh, i don't understand i don't understand how this team could be good (laughs) just period
0: but in in any event i wanted to pick san diego and i chickened out and i'm picking kansas Uh city and the reason why is they've got a decent defense like it's not it's not gonna obliterate people like denver's does but it's good enough to get stops when they need to um, offensively, they've got a lot of running backs, just like a steady flow of really of like good functional running backs they can plug in and just pound people. Uh-huh. And, I mean, Alex Smith, I just think – I think he's a perfectly average effective quarterback. Like, I don't want to call him a game manager because I'm tired of using that word. <laughs> uh-huh. But he's just – he's just – you run on first and second down, you set up third and four or third and five for him, and he gets – six yards a pass like and that's all he needs to do and that's fine Mm -hmm. so I think that their ceiling is probably the lowest I heard like a podcast where someone talked about how they could potentially win like 12 or 13 games and I think that's insane but like this is a perfectly above average team I think they're a 10 or 11 win team
1: yeah it's interesting because they are a kind of team that you really don't see in the NFL very often yeah um it's they're the kind of team that you see actually in the NBA a lot, you know. And we would say this is the team that probably sits anywhere from five to eight uh, in in the sort of playoff picture every year. You know, uh, somebody like Indiana, somebody like uh, until recently the Raptors. You know, that team that just cannot seem like you look at them and you're like, okay, you can pencil them in for the playoffs, but I am not afraid that they're gonna win. Uh, the championship. Yeah. And and usually that doesn't happen. Like, in the NFL, teams are... They're impatient. There tends to be a lot more turnover. So you don't have teams... You have teams that kind of fluctuate. You know, like, you think of somebody like Baltimore who, by and large, will fluctuate between 12 and 8 wins. But, like, with... with Kansas City you can pencil them in for eight to ten wins
0: and a playoff berth like every single year Baltimore Baltimore like that type of Baltimore team from like 2008 to 2014 where they were mm-hmm. always in the playoffs yeah. the difference with them and this Chiefs team is that team was always scary that's what I mean though like,
1: that's what I'm saying
0: okay if you if you lose to Kansas City in the playoffs that's a bad that's a bad loss that means that probably something went wrong for you
1: yeah that's exactly what I'm saying like for whatever this doesn't usually happen in football and yet uh the the chiefs have managed to find a way to be this team that is always going to be slightly scary in terms of winning a playoff uh in terms of getting to the playoffs but you're just you're not even sort of concerned when it comes to actually playing them in the playoffs and and so i agree with you actually i think kansas city is going to win this division partly because i can't bring myself to pick the raiders because i think there are too many question marks about the raiders so i guess i agree with you i think kansas city but i kind of feel the same way like i don't feel great about it
0: yeah well one
1: thing that i will say about oakland though can you name me the running backs who got a thousand yards last year in the entire league in the entire league
0: uh how many were there just so i'm not like Uh, there were seven peterson uh Uh, Darren McFadden yep uh Todd Gurley yep Latavius Murray (laughs) yep oh my gosh uh Devontae Freeman Uh uh-huh and
1: you're missing one obvious one and one kind of random
0: one Jonathan Stewart nope he had 989 oh so close yeah um Man, I wonder who I'm missing who's the just tell me. I'm I, I uh, could I could go through I could go through every <laughs> I could just cycle through every team in my head, but that would be terrible radio.
1: You have the best nickname in the NFL. The muscle hamster. Doug oh, Martin. Doug, 1402 I, forgot about, yards. I forgot about Doug Martin. <laughs> the only guy with yeah. more than eleven hundred and
0: fifty yards all year. and, uh, and uh, then Chris Ivory of all oh, people. Oh. That's that's something that's something I forgot to talk about. Um, New York's offensive line is good, uh-huh. and with Matt Forte,
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh, I just uh, why, if the, I think if well, this isn't that upsetting because they play in New England's division. I don't understand. I really wish that the Jets could have gotten. Um, could have gotten osweiler yeah i think that team would have been awesome wait you
1: you would have wanted to be haunted by brock osweiler for more than just a season
0: (laughs) i i say that as a i say that as an objective fan of sports fan of football yeah Yeah. who likes watching football teams play well who likes watching football teams of good football players making good football (laughs) plays in the national football league my point i guess in mentioning
1: that is that latavius murray ran for a thousand yards last year uh, very, very quietly. Yeah. Uh, so, I think Oakland. I'm worried really majorly about Oakland's defense. I don't know what's going to happen there, uh, and I'm a little worried as um, I believe on the Ringer NFL podcast they discussed it at length. Or no, maybe it was Bill Barnwell's podcast. Anyway, one of those two. What well, are two sort of sports podcasts? Yeah. Godfathers. They talked about how Derek Carr seems to get worse when the games matter more. Uh, and so. I think playing really well, as well as he did last year for um, a team that was never really in contention is a very different thing from playing well on a team that's, um, that's fighting for a playoff spot and hopefully looking to go to the playoffs. And so I think you learn a lot about a quarterback when they get thrown into those sorts of situations. And so I'm kind of worried that Oakland could be a paper tiger I don't think they've progressed a lot
0: more than they may actually have. I don't I don't think that I I don't think that I necessarily agree that it's when the games matter more. I think it just kind of I think it depends on what kind of defenses he's playing. Yeah. But the, but the other the other thing to remember is Derek Carr last year was his second year as a starter and he was appreciably better. Like even even at his lower points of the season, I thought he was obviously better than he was as a rookie. So that shows a sort of an upward trend that I feel good about. The other thing is, unlike Blake Bortles, I there were several times last year where I was watching Oakland, I was just like, this guy can play. Like mm-hmm. this this guy can make good throws. Yeah, that's this true. This guy can make difficult throws. There's like the the way the way that you can tell the way that you can tell a quarterback is good to me there's three throws can they make the back shoulder throw downfield over over a cornerback can they make the 10 to 15 yard out to the sideline and can they make a throw up the seam over the safety if a quarterback can make those throws I feel good about him Derek Carr can make those throws I don't he needs to transition to the point where he makes them consistently and he cuts down on his mistakes but I believe that he can do that. I mean, I think if he gets better this season, the way that someone like Matt Ryan made a really big jump his third season, I like I think this like the sky's the limit. I mean, Oakland I think is probably the biggest boomer bust team. I think that they could go six and ten if everything goes wrong. But I think that there's a scenario where they go thirteen and three or fourteen and two. Wow. Yeah, wow. it's uh, no, it's I really believe it though. No, but wait, the, I,
1: I need to hear this.
0: No, here's the reason why though. Uh huh. They have. This is predicated on the assumption that, like, remember in 2010, where the Falcons went 14 and two. I, I try I to kind block of, that out. But but <laughs> you remember that happening? They were nine yes, and seven yeah. the previous year. Yeah. I think that that's kind of the model where you could see a situation where they have a few guys have breakout seasons. In this case, Derek, I think Derek Carr, Latavius Murray, Amari Cooper, and Khalil Mack. I think there's a scenario where all of those guys have Pro Bowl caliber seasons.
1: The idea of a Khalil Mack breakout se- season yeah. that hasn't happened yet is terrifying. They, to me.
0: Yeah, they address their <laughs> offensive line especially they got osemaly kalichi Osemele, yeah who's that gonna, dude's really talented yeah like that dude's yeah. a great run blocker so mm-hmm. i think that could be helpful i'm kind of intrigued by their tight ends i think they could be decent i think cooper is really good like cooper I think, is really i think cooper really good. is i think cooper is yeah. a star and then when you throw in the fact they added uh they added reggie nelson and sean smith
1: Ugh, they also play the afc south and the nfc south
0: yeah exactly that's a terrible schedule this is their schedule at new orleans who has a horrendous defense at home for atlanta at the titans at the ravens at home for san diego at home for kansas city at the jaguars at tampa at home for denver they get denver at home they get houston at home after a bye week they get the panthers they get the panthers at home they they get buffalo at home they go to kansas city they go to san diego they get indy at home they go to denver in the last week of the season when denver may have be maybe out of it by then
1: one quick issue with that yeah you want to tell me what their record was in away games on the east coast last year what was it it was one and five i think Oh. and the one <laughs> the one was a 27 to 20 victory against the vaunted Cleveland Browns oh. they then lost to the Bears 2220 uh they lost to the Steelers 3835 oh. they lost to the Lions, I'm looking I'm looking 13-18. at their schedule
0: and I know where this is going that's they I have, mean they have they have five one o'clock games don't they
1: they 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 play New Orleans. On the East Coast for their first game of the season, they played Tennessee, they played Baltimore, they played Tampa Bay at 1. Ah, they, they lost to some really bad teams on the this road is at on, 1 o'clock.
0: This is unconscionable to me, and not just because it's submarines my Raiders 13-3 and 3 prediction. <laughs> it yeah. is, it's unconscionable to me that the NFL keeps making West Coast teams play at 1 o'clock. Like I, yeah, I, I understand true. that from an entertainment perspective – why Uh they want to have like two or three four o'clock games to maximize national tv ratings i i know that case yeah it is so unfair to make teams to make teams play at one o'clock on the east coast if they're from the west coast it's it's that's a ten these guys are built on routines they're they're up five they're at the stadium three hours before the game starts like I just I it's so unfair. If I was yeah. the owner or the coach or the GM of one of those West Coast teams, I would just lose my mind about this at every league meeting. I yeah, don't understand and you know what's it. crazy?
1: What's crazy is that somehow it works out even worse for them. Yeah, because these are the teams that they get at home from the NFC South and the AFC South. They get Atlanta, probably the second best team in that division. They get Carolina, the defending uh, NFC champion. They get Indianapolis. Who who knows what they'll be by week sixteen next year? And they get Houston. So not only do they have several away games, but they have the away games against teams that they should be able to beat. So they they have an already they have a disadvantage against the teams they should beat, and they get the advantage against teams that they probably can't beat, like a Carolina. I, I, they're talented, but I don't think this is the year. <laughs>
0: okay you've convinced me i'm shelving my i'm shelving yeah. my the I, raiders could be a sleeping juggernaut team
1: yeah i think they're i think they top out at eight and eight unfortunately because i do think they're a really talented team but i think they're at
0: least a year away yeah um so the, okay. the only team we haven't talked about in this division is denver ironically uh, it's not I think,
1: like they won the super bowl last I, year or
0: something uh, don't oh, get wait. don't get me started like yeah, that right. was the that was probably the luckiest super bowl win yeah
1: them's fighting words in our household Uh, ever
0: like i i think that when i think when the giants beat the patriots in 2007 it was less fluky
1: by the way i'm sorry as a as an unapologetic joe flacco homer i have to get this in there you know what Derek carr's first two seasons looked a lot like what like a not winning joe flacco
0: Well, well that's good joe flacco got a lot better in his third year too
1: yeah but what what i'm saying is that like nobody was like well joe flacco could be one of the next great quarterbacks <laughs> it just it makes me very angry how much people sleep on joe flacco who's done nothing but be one of the best and most consistent quarterbacks you know in the NFL. what
0: me, media mistreatment <laughs> aside if derek carr turns into joe flacco I'll, I'll be happy with that
1: yeah that's true i mean if joe flacco is your quarterback i, I think oakland be the worst would spots. be too yeah 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 I just needed to get that in there, but let's talk about the defending Super Bowl champions.
0: I, I just I I can't see them doing much worse than eight and eight or nine or than eight and eight or seven and nine because of how good that defense is. Yeah, I mean that defense is really that good. that defense is going to give up going to give up eighteen points a game. So I, I think that they I think it's possible that their offense is one of the worst in the league, and that could sink them. But I think if they're even below average, I think that's like a 500 team.
1: Although then again, of course, um, Denver is participating in, in uh, America's dance. You know, back when we were kids, it was the Macarena. Uh, for a while, it was the electric slide. Uh, now it is trying to convince ourselves that C.J. Anderson is anything better than a like middling running back. <laughs>
0: yeah cj anderson was like in the top 10 of running back rankings in like a fantasy draft i just did and that blew my mind yeah like there's a potential how we're i don't know how we're still doing this with cj anderson the thing
1: about denver denver could have exactly one above average skill position player next year (laughs) and that could be demarius thomas who if demarius thomas is the best offensive player on your team you should be very very unhappy
0: yeah like that
1: that offense could be awful that offense could be
0: that offense could be one of the worst in the league yeah like and i and i don't i don't see a scenario where they're above average unless trevor simeon is some kind of sleeping giant (laughs) like (laughs) Like if if (laughs) trevor simeon got teleported from space and was like an amazing quarterback and nobody noticed somehow yeah like like if they if they had the cow if they had like the cowboys offensive line i could see them grinding out 10 or 11 wins just by dominating people physically but i just I, I don't i just don't see it um okay so that's our division preview so our consensus picks are cincinnati houston new england and kansas city
1: yeah and you want to do wild card picks
0: yeah so my two are pittsburgh and oakland and I think that it's okay. I I think yeah. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Pittsburgh and an AFC West team. And I think it's either gonna be Denver if Denver scrapes their way to nine wins, or it's gonna be Oakland if Oakland can do even slightly better on on the road this year. And the the reason I think that is I just I don't see I don't see a lot of talent at play in this conference like i when i look at the afc east i don't trust any of them to get that sixth spot i don't trust anyone in the south unless blake bortles somehow gets a lot better or andrew luck turns into like 2007 brady so i i just i think it has to be a a west team yeah that's a that's
1: a good argument i'm gonna go against
0: it (laughs) but it's a good argument what's what what you got
1: Okay, this is more because I feel like I've been really safe and I need to do something that isn't completely boring. Yeah. So I'm going to say my sixth seed is the Buffalo Bills. Whoa. I think they can do it. I Whoa. think I think uh, there's a better that's, than average chance I'm going to look like a complete there. idiot. But I think that the offense showed me enough that I trust Rex Ryan can get his defense together. And yeah, so Buffalo, I think, is going to make the playoffs at like 9-7. and Wow.
0: And who's, who's and, your 5C?
1: Whatever, man. Uh, Oakland. Sure. Buffalo and Oakland. That's who I'm picking. That's right. Whoa, whoa you're There's not There's only going to be Pittsburgh? one team from the AFC North. <laughs> There's only going to be one team from the AFC South. I'm just going to – I'm guessing that the league is going to go crazy this year, basically. Whoa. Do you do you think that this is like? I think think that Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh,
0: the bottom's just gonna fall out.
1: Yeah, my thing about Pittsburgh is, I look at Pittsburgh and I feel very similar to how I do about Buffalo. There is a really talented team on one side of the ball and a very under talented team on the other. And I Ben
0: Roethlisberger has made it through what
1: three seasons
0: without an injury? Yeah. The funny thing is, I hear a lot of instances where people. Where people are like, well, he's actually started like this many games, like, and he's only missed this many starts. But like, let's talk about health. Let's talk about healthy games. Yeah, like Like, sixty percent of Ben
1: Roethlisberger has probably started about a third of his games.
0: He he suffered he suffered three separate injuries last year. He injured his he injured his foot twice, two separate instances. It wasn't like an like an aggravation. He injured that foot two separate times. And he injured yeah. his shoulder really badly in the playoffs. That dude, like, I can't figure him out. I think that people think that he's durable because he's so tough, but and he's like yeah. big and scary looking.
1: Yeah, but he gets injured all the time. He gets
0: injured all the time. So, there. Basically-
1: and, and your top cornerback is William Gay. <laughs> huh. Okay, all right. You no, know? have fun with that i, uh, I, I might, i'm not I saying to, it's gonna happen but yeah. i want to go a little bit off the reservation with my wild card picks because why would they be wild cards I can't, if we don't i can't believe a i'm crazy. saying this but i think uh-huh.
0: if pittsburgh falls off i think the sixth team is gonna be is gonna come out of the west you think that we're gonna get the the double up from the west yeah i, I think denver could sneak in okay yeah i can see that I think it's just as likely that Denver's defense is so good it carries them to nine wins as it is that Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell make it through an entire season which they they have to like I I, I think that they would have to in order to make the playoffs
1: I need you to take a minute yeah and look into your heart and tell yeah. me that if Antonio Brown goes down as wide receivers are want to do first he's of all very lucky First of all, how dare you? <laughs> but like tell me that that team isn't above 500 team without Antonio Brown on it.
0: Oh, well, I mean, we saw what happened to their offense when he when he couldn't play against against Denver.
1: And you, do you really want to bet that like you're one of your few dudes who hasn't been injured in a league where almost literally even Joe Flacco. I will I uh, got well, injured. that's well that's the thing. They can Do you really want to bet that he's going to yeah. stay healthy for another full season?
0: They can't afford an injury to Roethlisberger, Bell, or Brown. I mm-hmm. think if any of those guys misses even four or five games, I think they're screwed.
1: Yeah, I just think that, like, again, yeah. I probably wouldn't do this if I had to bet money on it, but yeah. I just want to do something a little bit weird, and I, I the way I see it, I'm just as comfortable picking Buffalo as I am picking Pittsburgh based on the rosters they have.
0: That's I think that's i think that's really really out there i would have felt yeah, better it's, I would have it's felt definitely better. out there <laughs> okay but i i would have felt better if you had picked the jets honestly first of all i, I don't think muhammad yeah. wilkerson is suspended oh i thought he was
1: well then maybe no you know what i'm sticking to my guns buffalo is going to be i'm going to look like a genius or i'm just going to say that i was being crazy
0: <laughs> yeah well, well that's
1: how i'm going to play this and it's going to be great I'm riding for Tyrod, man. That dude was my backup quarterback for like six years. I'm gonna I have I'm to gonna believe throw in him.
0: I'm gonna throw in Denver at six. And I okay. think they're gonna sneak in at like eight yes. and eight or nine and seven.
1: Steelers are missing the playoffs in the one on one podcast universe. I, I like just it. no, I, like I just it. think they, they the went world ten, is as it should be.
0: They went ten and six last year. Yeah. Like they weren't they weren't a juggernaut and they lost their second best receiver. Yeah. Their second best wide receiver is Marcus Wheaton. And yeah. I've had him in fantasy two consecutive years. Having Marcus Whedon in fantasy football is like having a truck of money drive past your house every morning. <laughs> You're just like, Oh, oh. Uh,
1: yeah. So that's the AFC, the most depressing
0: conference in the NFL. I'm gonna throw two more questions at you. Okay. Of your six teams, yeah, who gets who gets the first round buys and who wins the conference? Like who makes the Super Bowl from this conference? <sighs>
1: the Patriots and the Bengals Patriots get number Bengals get number one Patriots get number two and I think the Patriots make the Super Bowl Uh, god that's so boring that's just the most boring possible permutation of teams (laughs) but like who else is winning the who's going to the Super Bowl from that division or from that conference
0: I mean they have they have probably in that conference they probably have a top five defense of those 16 teams unless he regresses and finally starts to show his age they they have the best quarterback yeah um they have the best coach and they and they have one of and they have one of the most valuable offensive players in Gronkowski
1: and and just a quick thing about Andy Dalton you know me nobody hates Andy Dalton as much as I do yeah I think it's a crime that people think that Andy Dalton is the second best quarterback while Joe Flacco is still living and breathing yeah but like even if andy dalton like meets himself at the midpoint between what he did last year and what he did the year the in years prior he is an above average quarterback yeah and and that team with all of its talent on both sides of the ball with an above average quarterback is nothing to be messed with so you know what no i feel good patriots and bengals let's do this and you're
0: picking the patriots and i'm picking to the
1: patriots to win it all though yeah
0: all right. I'm not that crazy. I am going to say my top two is New England gets the one at twelve and four and Houston gets the two.
1: Ooh. See, I at, you're at braver and, than I am. At
0: eleven and five.
1: You're braver than I am. I was almost gonna say the Texans, but I couldn't bring myself to do it.
0: And and I think the Patriots I think the Patriots will make the Super Bowl. I okay. yeah. I would put their chances of making the Super Bowl at probably like forty to fifty percent. Uh-huh. But like or like forty to fifty percent confident about it. Yeah. But I just I I am picking I'm picking them until someone takes them down. I think I think they should have made it last year, and I think that Denver lucked out. Quick question: You're you're
1: are you aware a that you're setting yourself up for if your prediction goes chalk, you get to be terrified of Brock Osweiler for the second consecutive year, and B. What do you think your rough sitting blood pressure will be during that game?
0: <laughs> I I would feel better. I would feel better about Osweiler beating the Patriots on Houston than on Denver. Okay. I That's hate fair. Denver. That's fair. For stars, the reason that like we watched that Denver, we watched that Denver New England game together. Yeah. Um when they beat them in the in the regular season when Osweiler beat them. Yeah. And 90% of the reason why I was so disappointed after that loss was I thought Gronkowski tore his ACL again. Yeah.
1: I'm not going to lie though, that was probably from like an existential angst standpoint, one of the lowest points I've ever seen you at. I was I was more It got
0: dark. I was more upset about that game about that loss than i was about them losing in the yeah in the conference finals yeah
1: it got really dark
0: (laughs) yeah i i was it was really sad well because like because it felt like it was it felt like it had ramifications beyond that season the truth of the matter is that everything else in brady's career is gravy now i didn't feel that way even two years ago but once he had that fourth quarter against seattle and he won that fourth Super Bowl. I feel like his legacy is set. I think okay. he'll always be. I think he'll always be one of the two or three best ever. And I, I, am okay with that. Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah. So, um. Okay. So yeah. So you heard it here. We both That's are picking AFC. New England. Yeah. Because yep. um, we are so bold. Okay. So I know that we said we were going to cover the entire league in this uh, on this podcast, but we went so over with the afc
1: yeah we underestimated how much both of us can talk about stuff
0: (laughs) this is well this is like just full disclosure from like september to december 80 percent of our phone conversations start with like a half hour of how our lives are and then like two hours of what's happening in football yeah and and it, it's it's surreal that we can it's surreal that we can do this i don't understand to, and to those of you sitting at home thinking wow are these guys impressed with how much they can talk about football no we are not no no we are not we are slightly if ashamed I, of it if anything it's in compensation for gaps in our knowledge and other aspects yeah it makes Such me as sad as how I much
1: know. i know about something i hate so much
0: I, well, yeah ex- exactly <laughs> or exactly.
1: how invested i am in something i hate so much
0: I, I have like an encyclopedic knowledge of a sport where someone injured their knee in a non-contact drill so badly that people were screaming F-words and throwing f- helmets on the ground. Yeah. So, so there, there's no pride here. There's only shame. And so on that happy note, let's talk about fantasy football.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. The worst this segue just, of all
0: time. Just another, <laughs> another like reason for people to be addicted to football. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, so like we said at the beginning we're going to uh talk a little bit about our fantasy mvps so at each position we're going to talk about a player that we especially like i'm probably going to go for like sleepers uh guys who maybe aren't obvious top of the charts guys who you might be able to get later in the draft i think actually that's more valuable than knowing who the best guy is yeah and then what we'll do is so we get a bonus podcast everybody <laughs> We're gonna release this one on Tuesday and then on Thursday or Friday we'll we'll do the N-
0: the NFC and then you can talk about our facts on Sunday and impress all your friends. So but let let's talk about fantasy. So who's your who's your fantasy quarterback that you're really intrigued by?
1: This is gonna sound really silly given um, how much we talked about how much we hate this team. <laughs> Andrew luck. Andrew Luck is going to go really late in a lot of drafts. And I think that dude is probably not going to be an incredible quarterback, but he has a history of being a very productive quarterback both in the air and on the ground. And so I think he gives you a situation where you can take a QB one level quarterback in like the sixth or seventh round. He's not going to be the best quarterback in fantasy football, but I think he has potential to be in an enormous value.
0: Okay. So... I'm going with Derek Carr. And the, no, I thought you were
1: going to say that, actually.
0: And, and the reason why is I think he's going to be available even later than luck will be. Uh, up up there with guys like Eli Manning and mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, knowing ESPN. Nah,
1: Dak's going first overall, uh, man.
0: <laughs> and I, I think that, I think that year three is big for quarterbacks, so if that's when they really start to figure it out and sort of start scratching the surface of their talents... Even, for example, before this year, Andy Dalton was much better in his third season than in any other season before last year. And Joe Flacco made a leap in his third season. Matt Ryan made a leap in his third season. Matt Stafford made a leap in his third season. And Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl in his third season. So I, I could go on and on, but this is mm-hmm. there is a track record. Oh, Cam Newton's another one. Cam Newton jumped from borderline pro bowler to close to the player he is now in his third season in 2013 so year three is big for quarterbacks if they're going to be good and I think Derek Carr is going to be good for all the reasons I explained earlier I think that we're going to see it this year I think Amari Cooper is going to be great I think the Raiders are going to have a nice like high powered offense and I think Carr is going to be a good value pick
1: Okay. As for running backs, now, uh, caveat, Mick and I have been playing PPR for how long now? Five years?
0: Always. PPR is better.
1: And so like, we have a pretty, I would say a pretty hot takey opinion about running backs, which is that they don't matter. (laughs) So with that in mind, uh, I'm going to actually, though, still say Lamar Miller is my pick uh, for the back that I would most want to have at the beginning of the season. Because I think he has potential to be really really dangerous in in houston i think they have a a passing attack specifically with their wide receivers who are going to scare people enough that they're not going to stack the box against miller uh and i think because osweiler is relatively green and unproven and miller has shown a propensity for being a sort of pass receiving back i think he's going to get a lot of touches through the air and so i think he'll be both a great value for ppr and just a really solid runner in his own right Matthew Barry actually pointed out something really interesting in his love hate column for the past week, uh, where on a touch by touch basis, no. no, this is actually really interesting. I normally don't say that about Matthew Barry. No shots to Matthew Barry, but uh, oh. well, all, I guess, all yeah, shots, shots to Matthew. To Matthew yeah, Barry. I, I don't understand how <laughs> we
0: can say it. it's like yeah, you know, Matthew Barry's yeah. column sucks. No shots to Matthew. Barry yeah,
1: though. no, but but this is actually genuinely really interesting on a touch by touch basis. Lamar Miller actually averages as many yards per carry as Le'Veon Bell and I think that speaks more to how relatively useless the running back is but I I do think like Lamar Miller is a very again underappreciated talent going to a great situation uh and so I think he's really going to be able to do damage in Houston
0: I like DeMarco Murray Now, the reason why is that I think that Philly was a terrible situation for him, both in terms of bad offensive line, bad offensive system for him. So I I think that that was never a good fit. And I think people kind of overreacted when he didn't play well. I think in Tennessee, they're going to be much more simple, like give him the ball. He makes a cut and we see how many yards he gets. I think that they're going to run constantly. I think he's going to get 25 to 30 carries a game. And so I think by pure like law of attrition, I think he's gonna get a thousand to twelve hundred yards if he stays healthy. If he doesn't stay healthy, I'd look for Derrick Henry, who's his backup. Th- this team is gonna run come hell or high water. They have yeah. the most, one of the most stubbornly run oriented coaches in the entire league. I don't think it's gonna be success. I think it's possible that we'll see Demarco mm-hmm. Murray average like three point eight yards per carry or something mediocre like that. And I think that his clueless, stupid coach is going to keep giving him the ball anyway. So I think that that team's going to go 5-11, and 11, and DeMarco Murray's going to have a nice <laughs> fantasy season under the circumstances.
1: No, yeah. I Actually, as you're saying that, I agree with you. The thing is, I think more so than maybe any running back in the NFL, you need Derrick Henry as well. Like, if you draft a DeMarco Murray, you need to pick up Derrick Henry within the next, like, five or six rounds. Yeah. But, no, okay, I, I can see where you're coming from. Okay i get that All right. so uh wide receiver uh, there is an embarrassment of riches at this position uh so you want to start who's your who's your favorite this okay,
0: year okay so first things first just pick a receiver in the first round
1: yeah just just do, just
0: it. do it like like do yeah. you, if you have a top if you have a top three pick do you really want to roll the dice with todd Gurley or david johnson or do you want to get odell beckham or antonio brown or DeAndre Hopkins or Julio Jones, like, any of those guys, unless they suffer a bad injury, those guys are getting you fourteen to 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns. So just, just pick them. Like, th- this is not difficult. A guy that I really like in fantasy is I really like A.J. Green this year.
1: Okay, because good call
0: because his team is in his receiving options on his team have never been more limited i would say especially while eifert is injured and it doesn't seem to matter who's on aj green's team because he's so good that even if people double cover him he still finds a way to get open a few times a game for long gains. so i think they're going to force the ball to him a lot and i think that you could snag him at the end of the first round so if you have the ninth or 10th pick, even I think that AJ green will still be available. And I think he's worth your attention. But all I'm saying is if you have the top pick, just, just take Antonio Brown, like just do it. He's the guy who I literally spent
1: three minutes saying, do you really think he's not going to get injured this year? I, I mean, take that guy,
0: I, I think that we should assume he's going to stay healthy until he gets yeah. injured. He's never no, been yeah, injured right. his entire career. He doesn't take huge hits. I think the fact that he's so compact actually helps him because he's not in this situation where guys are tackling him low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, that's fair. So it's, I mean, again, like, yeah, he could get injured, but I think he's about as likely to get injured as anyone in the league is. He has, he has no injury history. He gets open no matter what people are doing to him as someone who lives in the DC area. I'm excited to see what talk radio is like when he shreds Josh Norman on Monday night in the in Washington's debut, uh, and and yeah, like he, I think he, I you could talk about value picks for receivers, but I think it's more important to stress just take a receiver in the first yeah. round if you can.
1: I agree, um, and to that end, I'm going to talk about a guy who I actually think you can get. <laughs> Completely ignoring that, uh, I'm going to uh, point us in a direction of a guy who I think you can get pretty late and who's going to be a really good value. Uh, and that's Mike Evans from Tampa Bay. Because I think there's a chance that Jameis takes a step forward again this year. I think there's a chance Tampa Bay is interesting, if nothing else. And I also think that Mike Evans is not going to catch 50% of his passes and only catch three touchdowns again. But otherwise, that dude was targeted 148 times. Last year, uh, which uh, for those of you playing at home was, I believe, the in the top ten of targets. He was tenth in targets the entire year, uh, and his catch rating. He's not. He doesn't have great hands. Fifty percent is almost unheard of, and so again, I think it's a guy who's going to have fallen a good ways, and who I think you're going to be able to get late, and he can be a, a wide receiver two, wide receiver one level talent so if you want to ignore our incredibly sage advice and don't draft one of the like five great wide receivers who you should be taking in the first round mike evans is a pretty good consolation prize yeah one thing uh just like as a quick uh quick caveat we're gonna do a very brief because there are so many wide receivers a brief stay away as well in the wide receiver position and that award goes to our friend in denver golden tate
0: because uh golden tate Tate is a lot of things golden tate does not play for denver
1: all right detroit i'm sorry golden tate is a lot of things a guy who's going to produce when he is the primary threat on an offense is not one of them he was great last year he was probably the best wide receiver two in football but he played a hundred or he played all of his games opposite a guy named calvin johnson maybe you've heard of him (laughs) (laughs) and he doesn't have that safety blanket anymore and so detroit is going to throw a lot I, I think when Golden Tate is covered by your number one guy, it seems like, oh, cool, Golden Tate pr- played really well. Uh, you know, he's going to be the focal point of that offense. Uh, that's a great pick. But I think you're going to see him regress because all of a sudden he's getting the primary intention of the defenses. So I would just say it seems very enticing, like very like Snow White, Poison Apple y, but don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. Much like drugs, say no to Golden Tate.
0: All right, my stay away. I actually have two. One guy who I think is going to be relatively high on the board who you should avoid until later and a guy who's going to be in the middle of the pack who you shouldn't take at all. So, <laughs> wow. So, Ouch. first so first of all, Demarius Thomas. Uh, last year was pro- last year was probably his worst season. He or in terms of expectations versus reality, he had some a weird problem holding on to passes last year. And until Trevor Simeon proves that he is even a viable starting quarterback, it's just not worth it. Because I mm. I don't think he's the type of guy who's going to be able to pick up a terrible quarterback. He did it kind of with Tebow, but even with Tebow, he he still didn't get a thousand yards.
1: Yeah, and granted, he was a lot younger. But I agree with you. Actually, I think yeah. Thomas is. I, I just
0: I think stay away. I, like like I yeah. think that he's probably ranked. In the top ten or top twelve, and I think that there's so many good receivers that you should stay away. And the guy who I'm gonna say just don't draft this guy is, and this pains me to say it, and kind of makes me scared that he's gonna come find me in case he hears this. <laughs> don't draft Steve Smith.
1: Oh, the, Steve! The
0: history of people recovering, the history of people recovering from Achilles tears is really bad in any sport for all of the talk about acl tears i think achilles tears are the closest thing to not being too unrecoverable from an injury standpoint and Mm. if we're talking about someone in their mid-30s recovering from it all i have to say is kobe bryant ouch it's just look, look. It's really sad. I love Steve Smith, or I love watching Steve Smith play. I love how intense he is. Uh, I I respect him for not wanting to end his career that way. But man, if if he at thirty seven has a good season after tearing his Achilles less than a year ago, I just I just can't see it. Mm.
1: Okay, that's fair. Oh, this is sad. Yeah. Uh, We should move on to tight ends before we get too sad. Who's your tight end? Rob Gronkowski. No. uh, Obviously, I mean... Sleeper pick. There were a couple places where I thought about drafting Rob Gronkowski in the first round. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. like That dude is so much better than anybody else in the NFL uh, at the tight end position. Just just do it. Think about taking him first. But you don't need me to tell you that. Uh, The guy who I will say that i think is worth a look probably the first viable second tight end as a te1 in recent nfl history Uh, and that of course is martellus bennett um julian edelman's great whatever man like fine i'm not scared of julius uh, of julian edelman stealing my fantasy points I think martellus bennett is easily the third best option on that offense and considering how much they're going to pass and considering how much linebacker attention is going to go to gronkowski i think you could see martellus bennett having a better season than most of the number one tight ends in the nfl next year uh and so i think he's on people's radar but i don't think as high as he probably should be so if you want to like steal and look like a smart guy in front of your friends uh, or a girl uh Smart, smart person, smart person, smart human. Uh, Just take Martellus Bennett and thank yourself later.
0: Okay. So I just want to, I want to throw out a note of caution because Rob Gronkowski is amazing. And I think that he should be the first tight end off the board. And if he's not, someone has gone crazy, (laughs) but huge thing. In both fantasy leagues I've drafted in thus far, he went in the first round and my warning sign as a Patriots fan, do not take that guy in the first round. Just don't do it. Because my belief about first-round picks in fantasy is if you, if you blow your first-rounder, your season is close to over. I know because I took Des Bryant first last year, and, I, and my team never recovered from him breaking his foot. Now, Rob Gronkowski, I hope he stays healthy, but – I think that the number one thing you should do with your first pick is pick a guy who you're confident, no matter what, he, you're going to get 16 games of really good production out of him. And given Rob Gronkowski's injury history, it's scary enough and it lowers his odds of staying healthy enough that I can't push taking him. Also throw in That's the fun. fact, take it from someone who Rob Gronkowski is central to my real team's success – Watching Rob Gronkowski play when you're invested in him is terrifying, because every single time he catches a pass, I think someone's gonna dive into his knee and and blow out his ACL again. It is. This is getting dark. Well, just just don't. I, I'm just <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm imploring these people. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not do it to yourself. I know what you mean. It is. It's exhilarating when it's good, but you will always be afraid. Yeah okay uh so my my tight end i'm gonna go with kobe fliener uh the former indianapolis colt who's gonna be who's on the saints and the reason why is that jimmy graham was an all-pro tight end in new orleans and then he went to seattle and he was just a massive disappointment he caught two touchdowns benjamin watson was basically out of the league and last year on the Saints, he caught 900 yards and six touchdowns. I think he was like a top five tight end last year. It doesn't matter who Drew Brees' tight end is. If he's lining up next to the offensive line in a Saints uniform, Drew Brees is going to throw him the ball. So so just just take him. It's You can probably get him late. He might not even be in the top ten for tight ends. He's a good value pick.
1: Nice. I like it. Uh, you wanna bother with defenses? Just throw out something for the people.
0: <laughs> uh yeah. If yeah, if you can take Seattle, if you can take Seattle, Arizona, or Denver, do it. If Obviously, not, I don't do think it. it matters.
1: I will say I'm gonna add um a couple teams to that list, actually. I think Minnesota, if you can get Minnesota, they are going to wanna dirty up games. They're going to play slow moving, nasty games. uh, And that usually translates to fantasy points. And you know what? I'm going to say if you want to like a team to stash and just like keep an eye on, uh, maybe if you like just want to have them on your radar, keep your finger on Jacksonville's pulse because I think that defense could improve a lot. And I think they have a lot of athleticism, which also when applied well, tends to translate into fantasy points, namely turnovers. Uh, So they're not a team, I would say, draft. But if you want to sort of wait and see a little bit, they're a nice team to sort of
0: have on the back burner. fun thing to think about with to conceptualize with Jacksonville is that they're adding Dante Fowler and Jalen Ramsey this year because Dante Fowler missed all of last season with a torn ACL. But he tore his ACL in, I think, May, and so he was, and so he's had well over a year to recover from it. So I, I think Dante Fowler is going to be good, and I think Jalen Ramsey is going to be good. So if you think about it that way, they're basically infusing two first, two top five picks into that defense at the same time.
1: Yeah, I, I again, I'm not saying run out and draft Jacksonville because yeah. they will be in free agency but like week four week five just take a look at how they've been playing from a fantasy perspective on defense and there's a good possibility that they could be playing really well uh and so they're definitely one to kind of keep an eye on one one more quick thing uh as much as it pains me to say this before we will finally get out of your hair (laughs) don't draft ted girly I'm sorry. I call Todd Gurley Ted Gurley. Why do don't you call Todd, Todd Gurley Ted Gurley? Cuz I called him Ted Gurley accidentally once and I just decided to lean into it. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, don't draft Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's going to have an awful season because J- Jared Goff is awful.
0: We'll get into this. Uh, we'll we'll get we'll get into this in our NFC section. I need um, to tell the people in case it's too late. <laughs> I I watched I don't want to be like Drake, man. I started watching Hard Knocks this morning and man oh man does it look bleak for the rams yeah, like don't... i turned off the first episode and it made me want to like bet money on them <laughs> on their wins like on under on their wins total
1: don't don't draft todd Gurley. if there's anything you could take away yeah. from this podcast who else scares you on that offense it's not Jared Goff. Nobody. It's not
0: Brian Quick. Nobody. They. They. they that it's team not could Nick go. Nick Tune. That team could go two and fourteen. Like, yeah. Just don't do it. Don't like, do it to yourself. Congratulations, Los Angeles. You got one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. Just don't. Um, I know.
1: I love him. I love him maybe more than any player in the NFL right now. No, you he don't. He is. He's a unicorn. I don't love him more than Joe Flacco. But you don't I do love, him love Ted, more than a lot of people. I love Ted Gurley don't draft him <laughs> just um,
0: don't do it yeah so okay i, that's I like i like how a month ago we were talking about potentially boycotting football <sighs> you 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 win roger just you when, win roger when you're, this when you're is done, just like the replacement refs now that you've taken all of my now you you've monster. taken all of my time and brain power you're welcome to come get my soul too
1: yeah no that's that's already gone <laughs> he already took that <laughs>
0: so on that happy note we'll talk to you guys on Friday when we talk about the NFC yeah stay <laughs> tuned for stay tuned for more including our consensus one-on-one podcast Super Bowl pick it's and true. in case you were wondering how legitimate that was know that we picked the Super Bowl two days before it happened and we were wrong we were
1: aggressively wrong
0: <laughs> we were so wrong we might have to actually that's not that true our- we
1: did say the one scenario where Denver would win we did we did accurately give the one scenario Scenario where yeah Denver that's won. true we I just remember... didn't think that was going to happen <laughs> long story short yeah. football's back and i hate myself a little bit and i hate myself too
0: but i love football <laughs> you want to tell them where they can find us you can find us on itunes at the one-on-one podcast that's one numeral one on one pod you can follow us on twitter we'll link to our twitter uh on the soundcloud page so if you have a soundcloud window open it's right in front of you follow us and we might even do live commentary during the nfl games yeah uh, yeah subscribe leave us a review if you like it Uh, If you want to give us five stars, that's great. If you want to give us less than five stars, that's okay. I guess we respect your opinion. Unlike other people on the internet, we
1: like to know what we could do better. (laughs) And also, our job doesn't predicate on getting five-star reviews.
0: Our goal goal (laughs) is to eventually become so beloved by our fans that... Every time we get a bad review, there's a petition to shut down the people who did it, a la the Suicide Squad fans. We'll talk
1: to you guys on Thursday or Friday. Yeah, that's all we got. Thanks, Obama.